So I build a time machine. Welcome to the podcast that discusses the past, the present, the future, and the wild unknown, where we break down and talk about trivial subjects of possibly no importance, but which we find somewhat interesting and entertaining. And when I mean we, I mean me and my beautiful co-host, Marius, who's here tonight with us. Yeah, hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, hi, Alfonso, our host, of course. Um, but before we before we get started, though, I did want to bring up the logo, which uh, I'm pretty sure isn't the, my, isn't the time machine, but a microwave instead. Um, tell me what's up with that. Well, I suppose it doesn't look very impressive, but um, I, do, I do think the logo looks pretty nice. I think we've done quite well with the logo. Oh, it does look I nice, mean, yes. Yeah, I mean, if there's any reason to listen to this podcast, it might be that the logo looks nice, right? If that's a good enough reason. Oh, that's a pretty good reason. I mean, when we were here together, and we were here together, the decision was unanimous on the microwave. I want to make that clear. Um, I mean, we were looking for pictures, and we saw time machine photo, whatever it was, you know, the, your, your average Google search. Yeah, I mean, the, the telephone box and everything. Yeah, I mean, it really wasn't impressive, right? And I mean, that doesn't even bring up the issue of the copywriting of how the hell were we going to get Doctor Who's time machine, if we're even allowed to say his name on the show, who knows, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But but with our budget, I mean, I think we could have pulled it off. Oh, yeah. Um, but but that's enough about microwaves, I think. Um, I did come here to talk about, you know, something a bit more meaningful and interesting than microwaves um so so what are we exactly what exactly are we here for tonight well so i mean i often joke about and maybe i don't joke maybe it's kind of serious i often joke about i'm sorry or seriously talking about yeah going to mars (laughs) as soon as the colony is ready and this is a topic which we read about sometimes online right um and i know it's ridiculous and i'm i'm sure people are completely sick and tired of hearing me talk about it but this got me thinking really you know seeing as we haven't reached the milestone of becoming a galactic civilization able to colonizing other planets you know, what are the chances that another one out there actually exists in our vast universe, right? Um, yeah, so 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 you were taking a shower and you had a shower thought and you were like, let's talk about it. Is is that is that it? Yeah. Thanks right, for joining let's us, do it. I guess. <laughs> so Marius, so I don't know if you've ever heard about this, but back in the nineteen seventies, well the Americans did something a bit crazy and they decided to send two probes into space and the idea was to basically study our solar system and travel across empty space gathering data and the two probes were called voyager one and voyager two i mean yeah i guess that's very creative right. from them uh, i haven't heard of it no oh okay well uh it's actually very interesting not only do these probes go out and travel across space and time apparently voyager one back in 2012 became the first human made object to actually make it into interstellar space which is insane oh, I wow think. yeah for sure but um Included in these were actually some records. Well, actually, it was one record. Um, this is, I'm getting mistaken. I guess I'm just making things up as I go along. <laughs> but uh, in this record was actually uh, pictures and sounds of Earth. And along with, obviously, some directions on how to make it back to Earth and everything for whoever would find it. And what I find insane is that they decided to try and explain humanity to whoever would find it in 115 pictures. 115 along pictures. With yeah, 115 That doesn't seem like uh, enough to, to explain everything. No, I mean, and the, the thing which is interesting is that in 115 pictures, they included, you know, diagrams of our solar system, our anatomy, different ethnicities, the ways we travel. So there were pictures of motorbikes, bikes, oh, wow. cars, our different houses. So they had like pictures of cabins, apartments, and the, they have cities, like mountains, different ecosystems, the ways we drink and eat, foods we eat. They even had a picture of children, because obviously, you know, how would aliens know what children look like and what are they? 
They showed animals and then even included some uh, famous monuments. I think they had the Taj Mahal and the Great Wall of China, for example, in it. Wow. So, so that thing's probably still still floating somewhere today, right? Yeah, those things are still floating somewhere, and I guess we're not sure. I mean, and a lot. The crazy thing is, they also, for some reason, decided to include greetings in fifty-five different languages. And one of the ones they included was Akkadian, which was a language spoken six thousand years ago. And then, obviously, the last language—well, I say obviously, but maybe it's not so obvious—but the last language they included was Wu, which is some kind of modern Chinese dialect. No, which that's I won't even try it. Definitely not obvious. I, I would have <laughs> not guessed that. Um, that would not have been my first guess. But I mean, it makes sense that a language they 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 send it in wouldn't have to be something we still speak, right? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, I guess the the aliens, as we called them, would. Uh, But uh, now you're probably wondering, um, how the hell does this tie in with what I was talking about earlier, which was Mars and everything? That is exactly what I was wondering. (laughs) Oh, perfect. Well, (laughs) the thing is, when I read about this Voyager program, the first thing I thought of was, well, so if we're trying actively to find some other civilization by any means possible. And I mean, this, these are the means we have. I mean, I think as a society, we're advanced, but we might not be so advanced. Yeah. Is it not weird that we haven't encountered maybe any probes or they haven't found our probes? Uh, I mean, I mean, weird. Um, it just seems like a really unlikely event, right? I mean, there's, there's so much that would go into it. Um, I mean, the distance we can really look isn't really that far as well. So the probes would have to come quite close to Earth for us to find them, I guess. But this brings me really to what I was going to talk about to you earlier was the Fermi paradox. So I don't know, this is a really weird paradox. And um, it basically is a theory by an Italian physicist relating to why we haven't found any other intelligent life. And, you know, it's, he kind of asks this question, which is, where is everybody? And um, well, the paradox is really that we have a, a lot of overwhelming probabilistic evidence which is in favor of intelligence life developing and existing mm-hmm. but there's actually a complete evidence like a lack of evidence sorry in case you know of intelligence life forms existing i mean realistically we all we both agree that i think there is something out there right and i i don't know what you think but oh no for sure i, I think it's super unlikely that that we're just alone um, that that would make us very special and i think the past has proven that things things aren't always like that yeah we're not we're not (laughs) the center of the universe but but hear me out because this theory and it's really interesting i find because you know he really explains that there are four points to why we should have encountered something right and you know the first point is that there are billions of sun-like stars in the milky way and many of these are probably bil- well, they're not probably. They are billions of years older than ours. And secondly, there's a very high likelihood that in many of these stars, they are orbited by Earth-like planets. So, by logical reasoning, it would mean that these planets have developed intelligent life forms as well, right? I mean that that sounds like yeah, it that makes sounds sense. Reasonable. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. But the point three is that since our species is actually actively trying to develop interstellar travel. It's likely that, I mean, some of these other planets that have to exist have developed civilizations capable of interstellar travel as well. Which brings us to point four, which is that even if interstellar travel is limited by the speed of light, which is the fastest, you know, transportation speed, we are, well, that sounded really silly, but you know what I meant. I mean, I'm not the physicist here. It's the <laughs> fastest medium of transportation or fastest 
speed of transport, I guess. That should be the way I could put it. Well, as far as we know, it is, yeah. Yeah. And so that would mean that, in theory, our galaxy, it could be traversed and colonized within a few million years. And while I mean, for for us, you and I, millions of years might seem like a huge amount of time. If you think about a geological scale where we look at, you know, how long planets have been around. I mean, if you think of the fact that sentient humans, intelligent humans have been around for 40,000 years, that's nothing, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's bizarre. So with all these billions of years to develop and millions to travel to galaxies, I mean, I think we should have commit, have some sign of uh, life out there. There should be something, I think, at this point. And this is according to his theory. I mean, that's what he's trying to argue, right? Yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, that makes sense. But at the same time, as you said, the, the, the time we've been here has been really short. Uh, I mean, I mean, there's just, I mean, as far as we know, obviously we haven't we haven't encountered any uh, any extraterrestrial life. Um, so there there's just there's just so many so many things that would have to add up that would have to click in place for that to happen. I feel, and there's so many places where it could go wrong. I don't know. There there it just seems like that's a that's a very open field to. I to navigate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you're right. But what what's really interesting is that so this theory of of you know the fermi paradox is actually expanded and uh it comes under this whole theory of the great filter which Mm -hmm. is a really fancy name i guess and uh, the great filter is pretty much a hypothesis which believes that at some point during the life of a intelligent civilization there is a step which leads to the destruction of that civilization. Well, is that is that does that make sense? Is that insane? I mean, I mean that's not really the, the very jolly topic, but uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, there's this the concept is that there's really this do or die step between the point where life emerges on a planet and where intelligent civilization spreads out into the universe. And this idea is that it's so impossible for life to make it from existence as an intelligent form to interstellar travel that every other civilization that has attempted to get across the universe has been destroyed i mean it's a really grim theory but it's it's that's what it is right uh yeah yeah no grim for sure um but i mean so so i guess if if the if this filter exists then then that would mean it's surely ahead of us right there's, I think there's different ways to look at it, right? I mean, it could be ahead of us, behind us, or, and this would really determine what our future is, I suppose. Because if we are the only life form that's ever made it past this impossible step, then we kind of, as humans, have a great future, right? I mean, we have to be able to look at the forward in the future and be able to say, wow, we are the first civilization that's able to cross the universe and you know that leads up to a world that is just nothing we can even dream of right now right yeah well well if we're really the first i mean then then there's no precedence for for the great filter either um that's true but then then we can really hope it's not there it doesn't exist (laughs) i guess but i think where it's it's scarier is if you think of the filter being ahead of us right for sure uh i mean like if if the filter is ahead of us have we gotten past the filter now and we're in risk of destruction 
destruction, destructing, destructing. Uh, destroying our planet, or more should I say, or um, or have we passed it now, or are we going to achieve it? It's just, it's really hard to even be able to know uh, if there is this filter that has destroyed every other civilization, mm-hmm. and it, or if we're the first ones to make it pass. I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's kind of an insane theory, but I find it very fascinating as well. Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, it's just based on so much. It's, uh, I mean, this filter theory could, you know, very well just not be true. But yeah, as you said, if it is, then then there's even the question of maybe we already passed it. Uh, maybe maybe it's ahead of us. Uh. But let me stop you. Let's let's suppose for a second that the filter's behind us, right? Okay. So let let's be positive. I think I I've been sufficiently negative, right? So let's say let's say the filter is behind us. So I don't know. Maybe maybe we could pretend that I don't know. Uh, Earth is extremely special, and we are the center of the universe. I know it's like such a uh, narrow-minded, very um, cliche. Yes. Yeah, very cliche. But what if it was right? Imagine that uh, we are the first planet that's even made it to the to being able to sustain an intelligent life form, or that um, it's imagine actually that it's so impossible for life to actually begin at all. I mean, we take it as a given that life exists, right? I mean, our planet is filled with animals and plants. Mm-hmm. But what if life itself is a one in a billion chance of even occurring? So maybe we are the first ones to actually live in a planet with sentient life that's intelligent, right? So you mean even even in, in those... Because there's a certain amount, a certain type of planet, right? Where life can develop yeah. and on others it can't really develop as far as we know. Um, so, so you mean even in, if in those planets, the chance is so, so low that we're just the first one. Yeah. Well, I mean, let, let's say that maybe, maybe there's just the jump from a prokaryotic cell to a eukaryotic cell, which allows for intelligent life to then develop is, is actually extremely impossible. You know, I mean, for us, this is almost 2 billion years ago where this evolutionary jump occurred and we like life forms developing on a planet and then evolving. I mean, if you believe in that, of course, let's not get crazy. Let's not say change the topic to something else. But um, I mean, if the great filter was even, let's say, maybe the development of complex cells, then maybe we are past the filter. And maybe it was that simple. Maybe it doesn't have to be something crazy like... Um, overcoming climate change or nuclear wars maybe the great filter because this is some of the theories that some of the people will say they'll mm-hmm. they they believe that the great filter could be a planet destroying itself through pollution and or nuclear wars or something like that well i mean um while that can definitely happen um i guess it's definitely not impossible that we're just the first you know like of course it if there's other planets um with intelligent life on it or developing intelligent life on it then um even then there's a chance that we're we're the first one to to get to the step that we're at right now but but it does seem like a really unlikely um event to me because i mean how long has the universe existed right and to take this long for then us to be the first ones just just seems just seems unlikely uh, for me at least but what if let's just assume that maybe let's say the big bang is that event is the let's say the maybe the big bang was the great filter right maybe sure maybe yeah (laughs) maybe 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 something like that was the big filter or even let's assume even something even different 
let's assume that it's extremely unlikely for for the conditions to develop on a planet for life to actually develop. So, for example, I mean, the dinosaurs, right? They got wiped out by by the asteroids or the Big Bang or something like that because we've observed gamma ray bursts that, you know, this is through observation we have of deep space, mm-hmm. that seem like cataclysmic events that could completely destroy planets. So maybe this is the first time in in history of planets that there's been a phase where there's not been any destruction you know maybe no volcanoes or asteroids have crashed into a planet being our planet and this has given us the opportunity to develop long enough to reach this intelligence uh intelligence to allow us to travel across space right is Uh, that something maybe that could sell you on i mean that's definitely interesting i mean uh, as you as you said uh, quite a while back uh is that that our time span as humans hasn't really been all too long, all things considered. Um, and that right now there's just a window of no catastrophic events um, that we happen to live in. Um, but then the question is, are we? Just, are, how long is this window, right? Because, um, because this could be enough of a window for us to actually properly explore um space much more than we already have uh, well than we have um or maybe tomorrow something happens and we all die you know <laughs> not <laughs> wow. that i would hope it um it's very dark but <laughs> but i'm just saying that if it's a pause in 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 those events that would destroy what us the first pause though the, the first pause we've never had a pause like this before we've never had a pause okay and um, we are the first would you would you buy that would the great filter make sense if it was like that um I mean, yeah, no, it, it would make sense, but um, it's just I, I'm not I'm not very big on this whole idea that that we're that special, um, and and this would this would make us sound very special. But okay, but let's then let's assume that the filter's ahead of us, right? Okay. So let's assume that there are other civilizations that exist. We're not the first ones, and let's assume that there is this crazy step that we are just, but not we that civilizations in general are just unable to go past without being able to destroy themselves or I don't know. So like like you said with like the climate change or nuclear yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Or, or this whole like gamma rays I was talking about, which maybe sounds okay, like... Okay, so, so it could be like a natural occurring event or it could be the civilization itself causing the event. Exactly. But I mean, I, suppo- I suppose it's kind of like the way you look at it, right? I mean, you could think of humans as intrinsically uh, selfish and... Uh, you know, leading themselves to auto-destruction through decisions they make, right? Mm-hmm. And you could assume that maybe that's just a part of evolution of intelligent life forms, right? Maybe maybe everything, every species, which is a point of intelligence where it leads them to destroying themselves through, the, you know, either pollution or, destroy, or creating mass weapons of destruction or something like that, right? Yeah. And that's why for Oxford University philosopher Nick Bostrom, and this is where I take out the fancy quote, you probably didn't expect this, I think. Uh, I did not expect that. No. <laughs> he said... Very classy. Um, in re- yeah, right? In regards to um, the great filter, so a subject he discusses, is that no news would actually be good news. And what I mean when I say this is that he means that no news regarding any other civilization that has existed in the past but we've maybe found remnants of is good news because he thinks that if we find some kind of fossilized life on mars for example mars again my obsession i suppose um 
maybe it could mean that the Great Filter is ahead of us because it would be proof that a civilization, when even as it reaches a point where it destroys itself or it dies for some reason, I mean, mm-hmm. proof of a of a of a previously existing life would be negative news. That's what he says. Of course, an example of a civilization destroying itself wouldn't be proof that all civilizations do. That's um, a great point as well, I suppose. But maybe maybe we can get you in a, in a room with uh, Nick Bostrom next week. Oh, I'm sure you'd have some, some interesting things to say that would change your mind. But um, no, I'm just, I'm just being very skeptical, that's all. <laughs> About no, but, everything, yeah. apparently. Um. But luckily, I think it's a good thing. But okay, let's, well, let's be skeptical then. I, I think it might, be, it might be time. I think we've talked about the Great Filter. We've tried to do what I think is some kind of summary. Maybe we've got lost a couple of times, but I think we covered it, what the core principles. But I think there are definitely some logical reasons to why we haven't run into other life forms, right? Um, so let's start with the idea that, well, our solar system is nothing really special, right? I mean, what about our specific galaxy is is so amazing? That means that only we could have life. I mean, you were talking about this earlier, right? Mm-hmm. The odds are something exists out there. And I, I was just being maybe human-centric, if that's a word we can maybe coin on the podcast. Yeah, we'll just keep using it, and then it will be a proper word. A proper word? Dictionary, yeah. Excellent. Maybe it already yeah. exists, I'm pretty sure. That would be embarrassing for us. We, sh- we have no... F- well, disclaimer, we have no fact-checking team. We do this all by ourselves, so... Yeah, we're if, very independent. If, if there is a mistake, Marius is to blame here. Wait, that's not what I was going for. <laughs> okay, but okay, let's go for some possibilities. So let's say that some intelligent life form existed, and it maybe even already visited Earth. I mean, if you think about it, we've been here for not even a hundred million years, right? We've been here as I mean, us. I say us, not me and you, obviously, but I mean, um, I mean, humanity, right? As not a, you, yeah, not me, not personally. But recorded history, for example, only goes back five thousand or so years. So I mean. What if an ancient group of hunters ran into aliens, but they couldn't tell us about it, right? Uh, I mean, that makes sense. Oh, well, makes sense um, is, of course, relative. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, of course, in our history, that we could have we could have encountered aliens. I mean, we could have also encountered aliens and not even known it, known about it. So Ooh. even even if even if they're with us, it is documented. We'd never knew. Or they might still be here. Aliens, if you're listening, (laughs) one of our five listeners today. Aliens, we know you're here. Come find us. Come talk to us on the podcast next week. So if you can't find me tomorrow... (laughs) It's it's the aliens that got you? Well, I hope that we will have uploaded by tomorrow. That would be great. But um, if we haven't, maybe uh, we could just discuss why maybe just our galaxy or galaxies in general might have just been colonized but uh, i mean if you think about it that, that made no sense right sorry let me restart this what i meant was what if the galaxy has been colonized but we're just living on a tiny desolate part of it when certain parts of our own planet haven't been discovered i mean we run in for example the bottom of the oceans we haven't discovered right and we always run into these small islands that haven't really been fully discovered so maybe if we expand this to the galaxy maybe <laughs> Our galaxy has been visited and colonized by other species, but we're just in a part of it which hasn't even been looked at because it's so small in the perspective, right? Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, there's even on on Earth like a bunch of tribes in the rainforest and stuff that 
are really cut off from you know the rest of the world like i yeah. would not expect them to really know about the rest of the world i suppose um, and then to them maybe like, we'd be the aliens right yeah for sure and much like we wouldn't know about the rest of the universe because we don't have the tools to explore it properly and no one's really given us a thought <laughs> although that sounds very sad when i put it like that <laughs> but okay well, well, let's go even more pessimistic let's say love that, <laughs> love that right uh, let's yeah. say that there are actually scary predator civilizations that exist out there, right? Let's let's say that most life, intelligent life, I always repeat this intelligent life. I want it to be clear. We're talking about I mean we we both agree that it's definite that there'll be some kind of life somewhere out there in the galaxy. But we talk about intelligent life as in, you know, they manage to communicate and they're able to go and develop technologies, of course. Sure, yes. Um and most intelligent life has maybe understood that it's not wise to broadcast or try and signal the location of your planet just because it's not safe, right? I mean, mm -hmm. if you think about it, and this is something Stephen Hawking brought up as well, is the idea that if aliens do visit us, the outcome could be very similar as to when, you know, we, the Europeans, landed in the Americas, right? And I mean, for the Native Americans, it didn't turn out great, right? We just wiped them out. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. No, that, um, that definitely sounds interesting for sure. Well, then maybe we wouldn't want them to visit us. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But then why are we broadcasting? Why did we send the Voyager probes then? Was that a mistake? Should um, we go to NASA and warn them? Maybe maybe they have it all wrong. I mean, I mean, it's just a general thing with uh, with, with seeking knowledge, I guess, that, that it will also bring some negatives with it. Like, I don't know, nuclear technologies and stuff, um, which, you know nuclear bombs with them and just like we're it's just our, our desire to explore and find out about the galaxy that might, might be also be our downfall yeah for that's sure true. that that's that's definitely um something to consider yeah but what if simply maybe our technology is just simply too primitive right i mean mm -hmm. maybe 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 there is maybe they're communicating with us right and the bay or the aliens whatever they are uh maybe they have and, been communicating with us right and we just don't have the technology to pick it up or even more crazy is what if we have received contact but the government's hiding it from us bam conspiracy conspiracy Woo! i love it um i mean it's definitely a possibility right um but at the same time it would also imply that, that only only the government or people the government can control have had contact with aliens which i don't know it just seems like like something that would definitely leak if it happened right <laughs> Exactly, but you know this podcast is extremely thorough, so we go through all. We go through everything. Okay, everything. Well, or you know, I'm gonna keep going because I like I, the scarier I, ones. I feel what more if... like you go through everything, and then I I disagree. <laughs> no, well, I mean, I guess that maybe that's the format. Maybe it was pre-agreed beforehand. You know, maybe it was all scripted. Maybe conspiracy. Yeah, never right, go on. Yeah, go on. <laughs> go on. Sorry. So, what if maybe the higher civilizations are aware of our existence, and they're just simply observing us? You know, maybe. Maybe they have a strong like look but don't touch rule where um you know they're following what we're doing and maybe they're you know we're not a threat to them and we're not a threat to the rest of the universe so or the galaxy or whatever so they just look at us and maybe they're waiting that's a possibility right um yeah I mean I mean this goes in line with uh, the one from before not not the government one um but maybe they also have reached out actually maybe they look at us and they've reached out but we just don't answer because we can't. Mm. Um, no, but um, actually, I actually sort of like this one because if if there is some intelligent life that has been able to explore the galaxy a lot better than us or the universe, I should say, 
um then thanks for glad yeah we appreciate it here on the show no problem no problem like to be thorough (laughs) um no but that that they would have actually found us eventually and i mean if they have found us and we're still here and we're still doing good then i mean it's definitely a possibility that they're just kind of aware of us and watching us or whatever Mm, that's true maybe but what if and i'm gonna this is the final point because i'm not gonna keep you here all night and yes we are recording this we're recording this on a saturday night so you know commending us for our great work but what if we were just completely wrong about our reality to start with and i I like how we started talking about the voyager probes and you know pictures of humanity and something that was definitely rational we've ended up here now which is kind of wild but what if we're just completely wrong about everything we think of you know maybe their universe is just simply a hologram right or maybe we're the aliens and we're just planted here as an experiment Mm. or maybe we're just a computer simulation but I guess, you know, now oh. we're getting into the, we're just jumping off board completely from what we were talking about earlier. Well, I mean, I mean, sort of, but at the same time, I mean, say, say we are one of those things, then, then, I mean, that's a really good reason for why we haven't found alien life, right? Yeah, because we um, just were in a computer, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's the truth. No, right, but <laughs> I think, yeah, I know we're conspiracy. I think now we've got in the conspiracy. Maybe it'll be a, a topic of a future episode, right? Conspiracy. That could be fun. I think people will listen to that. I hope. <laughs> but um, no, let's let's say that I think we've covered most of what we wanted to cover because obviously there's a lot more on this topic. On this topic. Um, I think what's really interesting about the Fermi paradox and the Great Filter is that it is humbling. Truly, I mean, not by the sense that sure, yeah. we're a small part of a t- massive universe, but more that maybe maybe we're just not at all aware of what's going on. The Fermi paradox is interesting, but we really can't tell you if it's wrong or right. We have really no information about these subjects, and all we're talking about is some wild theories that some random people talk about. Yeah. Um, well, it's humbling, definitely, unless you believe in one of those theories that the were the first, um, one of the one of the special ones. Um, no, but but that's I think what's really great about this topic is because is that we just don't know anything and i'm sure there's a lot of people on earth that know more than we do but even they don't know anything as mm, far as true. but i think maybe the issue is aware. that um here on earth we're kind of the kings of our castle we see ourselves as you know this is human-centric the topic we toyed earlier which we're really trying very to make. much yeah. maybe we're very human-centric right there's no competition we we have no competition with any of our species so you know there's no one there's no one really that we can compare ourselves to so therefore Maybe we are sure that we're the center of the universe, which makes us really have some of these theories that exist. Yeah. Um, and uh, the more I think about it, the more I think human-centric is actually a word. So. Yeah, The more I think the more we talk about it, the more it's definitely a word. But I is. think with that, we can definitely wrap up tonight's session, the great filter, as we can call it. Um, and I think it was interesting. We talked about a couple things. We got lost. We found ourselves again. And we ended up some conspiracies, which is always healthy. I mean, I did ask that it was more meaningful than the microwave, and um, truly, my, uh, the my, microwave. This is my wish got heard. So, <laughs> the microwave. Well, in any case, this was so I built a time machine, our little show, and we hope to be able to continue to record this. I don't know, weekly or biweekly. But in any case, we'd like to thank you for listening, and thanks to Marius for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Um, it was really fun, and uh, yeah, I hope to be back uh, next week or in two weeks or whenever we record the next episode.